I'll tell you when we're ready to... Oh, is this on? <laughs> All right. Here comes the opening theme. Oh, God. People are looking at me. They're not looking at you. They're looking at me. The stores are not nice to people. I don't like it. Stores are never nice to people. They're nice to credit cards. Okay. Stop fidgeting. Get rid of your gum. I don't believe you did that. <clears throat> yes, I am Mr. Hollister, the manager. May I help you? Edward Lewis. Ah, yes, sir. You see this young lady over here? Yes. Do you have anything in this shop as beautiful as she is? Oh, yes. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm saying we have many things as beautiful as she would want them to be. That's the point I was getting at. And I think we can all agree with that. That's why when you came Excuse in here, me. you know what we're going to need from here? the first. We're going to need a few more people helping us out. I'll tell you why. We're going to be spending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand that? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city, for that matter. Anything you see here, we can do, by the way. Get ready to have some fun, okay? Okay. Mary Pat, Mary Kate, Mary Frances, Tova, let's see it. Come on, bring oh, it on. Absolutely divine. Excuse me, yeah. sir. Uh, yeah. Exactly how obscene an amount of money were you talking about? Just profane or really offensive? Really offensive. I like him so much. <laughs> Fly with Dave Duskow, coming at you live from Los Angeles, sunny L.A., as we like to call it, back in the day. Now it's just cold and windy. This is the year 2155 in the movies. Remember when L.A. used to be like, we're in the Matrix. Maybe we'll cut and do this over. Here. All right. Okay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, yes, of okay, course great. you are. Yes, okay, I'm, uh, we are in L.A. We are at the, what's the CPU? The Comedy Pop-Up Podcast Comedy Studios. Pop-Up Podcast Studios. In Koreatown. In Koreatown, which I was none too pleased of. Everyone knows how I feel about Koreans. And uh, I get, hello? <laughs> no, you know, I, I haven't, you know, I like Koreatown because, uh, well, first of all, let's uh, see, we have our good friend William McLaughlin with us again, as we always do, my co-host all this week, like the Mike Douglas show, we always play that clip all the time. William, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me, David. Oh, it's always a pleasure. You are a fantastic co-host, as we found out And last you know what, week. you're a great last host. Time. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Cut it out. And our my one of my closest, greatest friends. Who I love so who much. Who is so pretty. Oh, you're so Sharon sweet. Houston, everybody. Hi, everybody. A bundle of Hi, energy. Man. A bundle. That's, that's what her stage name is. Well, I mean. A bundle of energy. And this is our podcast today. Yes, in this uh, dispensary-like, uh, <laughs> you know, Koreatown <laughs> podcast place. It's, you know, it's, it's the kind of place we, we walked in, somebody was already doing a show. <laughs> just, uh, you know, it's funny because when I and our friend Paul is our new friend Paul is with us today and he's I mean, engineering the show. And thank you so much. Is it Paul or Nick? It's Nick. Paul. Paul. Oh, oh, it's Paul, Paul you idiots. I, I knew what was I was Nick. doing, and I'm the worst with names. I thought it was Nick. Oh, yeah. No, Nick is the colored guy. I mean, the <laughs> black guy we met earlier. <laughs> I know, but I thought we were you? all agreeing that Yo, there were a lot Nick of Nick is Nicks. my friend. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, All Nick right. is my okay. Uh, that's right, Paul. You know what? You're Paul. the worst co-host I've ever had in my. Say Polygon, Dave. Say Polygon. Paul. Paul. See? Right. <laughs> what? How is it? Paul. It's Paul. 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 P O L. No. P A L. Pow. What? Am I saying it funny? No, it's funny because you say Paul. 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 Paulie. It's the. I love it. I love it. Jersey. Oh, the Jersey in you. That's funny. I didn't. I guess so. I guess. I don't know. You know my. One time I was doing a play in high school, I was playing Henry David Thoreau, and my dad said, are you going to get rid of your Jersey accent? I'm like, I don't have a Jersey accent, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I guess there is one. I guess, I guess, but... Uh, I when know. was the last time we were all three of us in a room together? 1992? That's Probably. not true. No, we all got together the last time Dave was in town. We did? Yeah. I don't did think we? we did. No, you and I did, and me and him did, but I don't think the three of us together. Are you sure? And then we went down to the baked is, potato. But my point is... is that oh, that's right, we went to the baked... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> my point is excited. that we've known each other a long time. Yeah, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, we all have known each other. I... Th- I f- um... Trying to think if I met her before I met you. That's not possible. No, you met it? William first. Because I had heard about William before I met you. He was like the first homosexual you ever met? Oh, no, 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 no. 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 I've Sharon been doing that. has known many homosexuals. <laughs> Is that Through right? my entire oh, right, life. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> She's Cuban to begin with. Yeah. I didn't chase boys around the playground to kiss them. I chased boys around the playground to have them consult me on my right. outfit. For fashion tips. <laughs> I'm like, who are we going to pick on, girl? What are you wearing? <laughs> who are you wearing? Uh, so wait, I'm just trying. So what, what year do you think it was? 96? 94. No, 94. No, 94, yeah. By 96, sure. I was beginning to fade out. So, oh, Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I always think uh, things could have been better for me if you had remained sober. Yeah. I think you could have been a good manager, possibly. Don't, don't blame. Don't. No, blame I always them. have to blame somebody. <laughs> I was blaming you, too. Well. You didn't, if, once you didn't, if you didn't have to leave New York. I think things would have been better for all of us. Yeah, probably. No, I don't think so. I don't but know. New York is always in our hearts. Well, the best part well, about not the same. Ms. Houston right. is now, I know none of you have seen Superman 3, but um, <laughs> I know, this is, what, what is this reference? I know. But um, when Sharon got a development deal early in the 90s, and then the first thing she did was buy this ridiculously hot red car. That's not true. Yes. Well, it is. It is the story that I tell. <laughs> oh, okay. And it was just like she got all this money, and then in Superman 3, uh, Richard Pryor uh, steals all the— uh, Paul, do you know this movie, Superman 3? He steals all the half cents that are being thrown, not, not in people's paychecks. He's a computer whiz, yeah. which this is why the movie's horrible. Richard Pryor should never be playing portrayed as a computer whiz. <laughs> <laughs> so he figures out a way to steal all the half cents in people's paychecks, and then he gets a paycheck for like, you know, $300,000 or something, and then the company realizes, I think it's Richard Vaughn, or whatever his name is, Vaughn something, he's the villain, yeah, and he yeah. goes, well, a guy would have to be a complete idiot to do something so stupid as to see who the guy, and then he comes up in a hot red car, <laughs> and he's like, and they, oh, there he is, let's question that guy, and that's the way I always picture you. Well, it was a used car that I only paid $8,000 for. Well, it, But it just was in really good condition. Did you buy yeah. that in New York? Or no, I bought it here. It was a 1991. Uh, she had Disney money. Celica, uh, uh, Toyota Celica, and I called her Connie Celica. <laughs> and it was a little red convertible. But you have to have that in L.A. That's like a headshot in L.A. Oh, I no, it was, was... The, it was the only place that, because I had no credit, because I had never yeah, had a yeah. credit card. But, I mean, you have to have a, a shiny, fancy car in L.A. if you're getting yourself You do. Didn't you ever see Look Well? No. The, uh, the, what, the guy from Batman, um, br- 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 I can't even think of his name. Uh, Adam West. Uh, the Conan O'Brien, Bob Smigel. I play clips from it all the time. Conan O'Brien, Bob Smigel, 
uh, did a pilot together called Oh, Look that's well. right. I heard about it, but I never I saw know. it. Oh, I heard it's, it's brilliant. It's more than brilliant. I mean, it really is just more is than this brilliant. Is an animation? No, no. no it was live, live action. action for NBC, Conan O'Brien and Bob Smigel. And Lorne Michaels was involved, too. And um, he plays an out-of-work... He used to have a TV show called Bannigan in the uh, <laughs> 70s, a private detective show like everybody had. And he right, goes, right. oh, Brannigan? He goes, no, that was Hugh O'Brien. I was Bannigan. <laughs> oh, you had the black secretary. No, that was Mannix. <laughs> I had a sheepdog. <laughs> and so he would go to these auditions and he would rent a hot car right. to show that he was still big in the business and then he would return it. That's hysterical. And he goes, the blinker's making a click, click sound. And he goes, it's supposed to, sir. Here's $20. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. I feel like I have a clip from it, too. We probably I do. I, I lost some of my um, TV. Yeah, no, I lost it. I lost my TV clips. I was cleaning, and I uh, accidentally deleted everything. Are you it, serious? Some of the TV clips. I have all my movie clips, but I don't know where Lookwell is. But it's really great. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's so good. He's auditioning for um, Happy Days, The Next Generation, when we first come in <laughs> as the Fonz. That's hysterical. And he goes, okay, we have everybody going, you're lost, my friend. <laughs> and then these two guys are following out their other actors, and they're like, geez, Mr. Lookwell. And it, like, he's walking out with his like coat for because he dresses up in costume all the time for all the auditions. And they're like... So, well, the network said we could have done a third season, but we chose not to. Or so we were going to do a third season, but we felt creatively we'd done all we could say. Like, how did the network feel? Similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's so and, good. And who so plays good. the, is it? Adam West. Oh, I don't know. But he's dead the, now, so. Yeah, yeah, he's dead now. What's what, what makes it so better? And so, and I've told this on my podcast a hundred times, but I met Conan O'Brien uh, or one of the guys in his office, and I said, hey, I saw Look Well. So hold on. You didn't meet Conan I was O'Brien. on the Conan O'Brien show, and okay. I was talking to Jonathan Groff. I don't know if you remember oh, him. Yo, I, I love him. Yes, yeah, but not the Jonathan Groff from Hamilton. Right, the no, Jonathan I, Groff from <laughs> Caroline's. I know, but I it used confuses to go watch me because yeah. I kept thinking Jonathan Groff made it to Hamilton. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember Jonathan Groff being so gay. <laughs> and because then um, he's in that new show, Mindhunter, which is really good. And he's so gay, he can't turn off the gay. <laughs> so they have to put him in these situations where he's like doing stuff with girls, which you know he's completely uncomfortable with, but to make him look like he's not gay. Because it's hard to He just can't turn it off. And that's the problem. I went to go see Dear Evan Hansen in Manhattan because I've had 10 podcasts on this. Now who's gay? <laughs> and I heard it was really good. It was amazing. This kid, Ben Platt, he was the shit, right? He yeah. was the shit. Now, Ben Platt's a, a, you know, he's totally gay. In fact, I think he made out with uh, Will in Will and Grace. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So he's really gay. But he was able to tone it down a bit for people like my like Dave Jessica who needs to tone down a little. But he wasn't playing a gay guy in the thing. So I didn't think he was gay at all or whatever. But said I saw it with the replacement. This guy could not turn off his gayness. He oh. could not turn it off. So he's professing his love to this girl. And he's like, but I am in total in love with you. I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm looking around at everybody. I'm like, is everybody else seeing this? Or is just, what's up? This guy can't turn it off. And then I think to myself, he's a bad actor. Because Victor Garber, who might be the gayest, right. the gayest man in the man. history of show yeah. business, right. I had no idea exactly. he was gay. I was fooled. Yeah. I didn't know it was the same guy from Godspell who was in Titanic. Right. And this guy's a manly man when he's on TV. And I didn't even believe the stories about Victor Garber being uh, gay. That's how ungay I he know, was. I yeah. know. Because he's a really good actor. Mm -hmm. So, And that's why I'm like, this kid's a horrible actor. They're like, well, I don't know. What are you going to do? He's gay. And I'm like, no, but that's a bad actor. If he can't turn it off, if he can't fool me. 
<laughs> then if that's you can't bad. fool I always, Dave I just feel go. I have to set a clock whenever we start these to see how long it takes for Dave to get into gay stuff. <laughs> We're always going to end up there. Well, now people tweet all the time. They're like, I think he must protest too much, right. something like that, because right. I always, right. I'm like, but I'm not gay. <laughs> so, I know other people are, and they seem to be okay with it. <laughs> I don't care for it very much. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, I know Sharon, you love the gays. I do. So, um, so and wait, so you and well, William, and the gays love her. Right. Eh, I'm not so yeah. sure sometimes. Aww. I think if the gays really loved you, wouldn't you be further along in comedy? I don't know. There's a, there's well, Sean Polovsky. I, I didn't love mean her. it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Thanks but for insulting saying, me. That was right. that was welcome very to the insulting. podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but think when you, so. When you when you work rooms like Akbar and stuff like that, they adore you. Right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they, you kill Akbar, Faultline, uh, Fubar. Any yeah. I, I recorded my album bars? at Fubar. Yeah, yeah, they're all gay bars. But I perform in straight venues too. But right, when I right. do the gay rooms, it's like they carry me off the right, stage on right. their shoulders. So yeah, and you work and you work. That was when you, like the flip oh. switched. I don't know if like these twenty. Oh, he's playing my album. But they were about it, honey. They were. uh, I was like, "Why are you talking to me? Why are you looking at me? Like, why are you attracted to me? Is it because I have health insurance?" (laughs) Young boy. Like, I would literally go, "Is it because I own my car? What's happening?" It was so weird. But they're so aggressive. The young boys are so aggressive. They're like, they will not leave me alone. And finally, I'm like, "Oh, okay, young man." You think you can handle everything that's happening here? Because let me tell you something, young man. I am four feet, ten and a half inches tall, and inside, I'm broken. Okay, things did not work out. I recorded that myself. The way I intended them to. I produced that album myself. Did you? So get ready. I'm. Did you record it? Which place did you record? One of the places you just mentioned. Yeah, a place called Foo Bar. I did five consecutive Fridays, and I did short sets. Different sets every Friday. Oh, that's a good idea. And then well, I explain this part. I'm very upset about what's going oh, on no. in the world right now, or not the world, just here. And then we're affecting the world. I mean, it's kind of a nightmare the way that the administration is uh, turning the clock back on our rights. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? Good. If you want to turn the clock back and take us back to the dark ages, let's go way back. Be a boss about it. Let's go back to the year 1886 okay. because that's when Coca-Cola had cocaine in it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's that, that one, one girl, girl yeah. walking throughout the entire album. I, I know. I was, is that your no, mom? No, she wasn't through the entire album. She was only there one night, and she was sitting right by the Zoom, and I kept telling her to move, and she kept getting cocktails and sitting back we down. Saw, it's I, the, I, listen, Alex and I were listening. We're like, oh, my goodness, that's got to be. It's my she, favorite part of the album <laughs> is that one girl. It's like in The Family Guy where they have that one ostrich in the audience, and he's always like, ah. <laughs> no, it was just for one night that she was there. But it wasn't because we heard but it. She's on another. every, yeah, she's on every. She's not on every okay, one. Okay. I'm positive. Okay, let's play okay. another one. I edit, if that's no, because I can tell you which sets I did and which. Everyone in Hollywood telling me every year they're like, this is the year of the Latina. You're going to oh, fucking skyrocket, what... girl. And I'm like, um, <laughs> they might have been that same. It was probably the same night. I'm telling you, she was only there one night. I'm positive. I know, but it looks like you looped well, every track from that night. No, I didn't loop anything. I didn't say loop. I'm just saying it seems like you used all the stuff because that girl's in oh, like Oh, no, because I only did seven-minute sets each night. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Wait, that's how you built your album? You did seven-minute sets each night and you put it together? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting it way is, to do an album. Yeah. yeah. I had no choice. 
What do you mean you had no choice? Well, I didn't want to rent a venue, like, because it would have cost so much money. Because you have to pay for, right? you know, the production of, you know, you've got to pay for an editor to edit the audio. Because I wanted to have a real editor edit edit it cause on Pro Tools. And you've got to pay for... Uh, you know, CD Baby to make it a digital thing. You've got to pay for distribution. It's a lot of money. I find that Artwork. difficult to believe that it's hard out here because, like, the New York Comedy Club in in New York, they they do it for you. They do it all for you. They, yeah, but I'm not like a comedy darling out here. No, no, no. I'm saying I think they would just do it as a favor mm-hmm. if they liked you. Yeah, no. But you are a comedy <laughs> darling. That's why I don't understand. You know all these places. You you telling me the Fubar wouldn't give you a night? No, no, they did. They but, did, but yeah. I did it in short sets. But were you doing it as part only... of a larger show? Yeah, it was part of somebody right, else's comedy show. But that's what I'm saying. Show. That's not giving her a night. They only gave her seven well, minutes Well, but they're a not night. a performance venue. They're not they, a performance they happen venue. To have, yeah. They happen to have a night where... On their... Friday nights is the only night they have comedy. Yeah. You're totally pissing me off, Oh, Dave. Why am I pissing you off? Because you're you're making fun of something that was really, really hard for me I'm not making fun of anything. I'm asking you a question of why you couldn't get a venue for a whole night. I didn't know it I could have, but it would cost money. But that's what I'm saying. You say you know all these people and they love you all these places, but then I'm surprised that nobody was because you know, they already have things booked on the. You know, what I mean? every every gay club has like a theme night. Oh, they're and all they, gay clubs. No, the places that I mentioned earlier right. were gay clubs. If I were to do it in a comedy club, I would have to rent the venue. I didn't mean a comedy club comedy. I'm just these places you perform. I'm asking as a New Yorker who doesn't know anything about the clubs in L.A. Right. It seems like there's all these kind of new venues where, you know, where you don't, once about 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have to just go from the improv or the comedy store. You could go to these other rooms, you know, and play. But you and also it seems like there's a whole bunch of them. You have to rent them. Yeah, you have to rent them. You understand it's it's probably more competitive in Los Angeles for this sort of thing than it is in New York. This is like the land of podcasts. It's the land of all this digital technology. Everybody's got a Everybody's game going. Everybody's doing a comedy I think, album. I think what I'm hearing, what she figured it out. She figured it out how to pull it off without. No, it's very smart. That's why yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. I, never, I never thought about doing that in seven-minute increments. Uh, but that's, that's you know she figured it she, she that's to me is resourceful taking what she has in you know yeah uh, so you guys are coming out the, the wrong way I'm asking just questions about how it was made I'm not insulting you in any way I don't know how it works out here and it it just it, you know it's just it's interesting I had no idea you didn't seven minute increments I had because everybody I know in New York seems to make an album you know in a one night thing so i didn't well, most people understand. do because they either have the money to rent a theater or they have a relationship with but the venue where they well, have a date open i always think that you always have a relationship with all these I people i do but they all those gay bars that i have relationships with that would give me the venue right. for free they have nights that are already booked like foo bar every night it's a dance night or go go boys or some bullshit friday night Early right. in the evening is the only time they'll have performances. Yeah. So that's why I was like, and so I. I'm ahead. just. I'm well, kind what of I was going to say also, but you, you also, if if you were to do an HBO special, you always shoot that to like two nights in a row. Yeah, no, no, I know, but that's yeah. a whole thing. That's a, that's. But I'm saying else. that she's just doing it in a different. Uh, but she's trying to get out. Different information every when you do yeah, the HBO thing, you're doing the same you thing. You do the same right, set right. Two, oh, twice true. and you right. shoot both. Right. But I was yeah. just saying because I, you know, I know you do have a relationship with people out here. I'm surprised you can't like um, that they don't have an open Monday or Tuesday night or something. You know, one night for Sharon Houston. No. Well, so you're Monday telling night. me like nobody can get things like that done. Like some people can because they have relationships where I don't have. I'm just telling you all the venues that I have relationships with that would let me have a night there. They didn't have a night to give me. 
Yeah. So that's why I was like, well, why don't I just do seven minute chunks over like five weeks? And in exchange, what I did is I taught those guys how to be podcasters and how to record their live show because they didn't know how to rig it with their soundboard and with the Zoom. And so I taught them how to edit audio and I taught them how to record audio. So why did you feel that you needed somebody to do that since you seem to know everything uh, we were very angry about the SD card that was here. <laughs> I mean, like, why did you feel that you needed an editor? It seems like you know how to do everything yourself. But why did I need an editor? Yeah, you said I, well, because I was don't... teaching them how to edit. And then you were saying before that I wanted it to be edited right. Well, because like I know, you know how, how to do everything. I know how to edit pot. Like I know how to edit voices. I don't know how to edit ambient audio. Oh, I see. I got so you. So okay, I wanted yeah. to use a real editor so that I could bring down that woman as much as I could. Why? She's brilliant. No. <laughs> Record again. Right. I was like, she, you fuck. couldn't separate a track. From I couldn't it. separate yeah. it. Uh, is, she, is she seeing anybody? Is she, <laughs> you said she likes to drink and laugh. Yeah, she does. I don't know. Well, I've never seen her again. So uh, I don't know. Was, she wasn't a friend. She was just an audience member. Yeah, She was just some chick that was That's there so that funny. night. And I'm like, please, please leave. But please you leave. Were t- she was telling me earlier that you're doing stuff with podcasting, bringing it to a whole different crowd to learn the, the, craft of podcasting we or just to know what's available to them if, at every price point yeah. as well see david she's doing something for minorities while yeah i don't even know what we're podcast. talking about anymore <laughs> <laughs> you said price point this is like kevin brennan with his stupid paywall stuff that he was talking about for nonstop. stop it's like weird so you're trying to make money off your podcast well, no. I mean, no, I am. I am making money off my podcast, but I'm not trying to make money. That's not what, you're that's not what I'm other doing. No, 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 no. no, I have like these little workshops I started uh, oh, holding oh, for women and for. Yeah, that's where those came from. The for women, uh, I'm going uh, I'm going to go out into Latin communities and black communities and see, you know, that want to be podcasters. Because they don't know how to work electronics. They, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> gotcha. No, I got gotcha. you. Don't worry. You don't yeah, have to yeah, say yeah. another exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. Totally get it. Exactly. Black people know nothing about electronics. I know this they're for a actually, fact. No, they're actually much farther ahead in many respects, believe what? it or not. The young black people have Don't a be much. Ridiculous. No, they do. They have a much higher um, uh, 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 user rate with uh, technology. Didn't and you devices. see Black Panther? No, right. They're killing <laughs> us in Wakanda. They're crushing it. I only don't see it because it really makes black people angry. What? What? That I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and they, they really go off on it. And you like, ask you them, know. have they seen Annie Hall? Yeah, well, Same, they all have. Right. If they're that's comedy, true. that's I mean, true. That's comedy. true. Um, but. Um, so, but you have two podcasts of your own. We have that daytime justice. Well, first right. of all, Sharon Houston, you've been working in the, uh, those, what do you call those daytime talk? Sh- uh, I lawyer? don't work. Yeah. They're you court used shows. To, used to. I used to. The court, court shows. shows right, yeah. right. I never want to do it again. Oh. You know, Unless Judge, I sell one of my own. Judge Judy right. lives in my neighborhood. I see her for dinner all the really? time. Yeah. She lives right down the street. Oh. So we're Alex, Alex, Alex and I are obsessed with Judge you are. Judy. Yeah. She flies out every other week she to does. shoot her show. Yeah. yeah she she lives right on my block. Yeah. Have you seen her talk about how she negotiates? No. It's she is such a badass. I love She'll go to dinner with the CBS, the chairman of the CBS or something. And he, she will hand him an envelope with basically her demands and he is to open it, read it. And he's not to say, to say anything and just, and then they go on with their dinner and she's, there was one guy, I guess, who made the mistake of going, okay, well, we'll, we'll take this back and we'll consider it. And I think that guy lost his job the next day or something. She is a total badass when it comes to. Well, she makes them so much money. Oh, they have to. And they she have makes to. so much money. So why don't you work in those shows anymore? Because it's awful. Yeah. yeah. But now you do a podcast about working on those shows or 
It's about all the shows. It's about talk reality and court shows. So all three, th- three types of reality genres. So it's, it's behind the scenes chats with people who work on court talk and reality shows because it was too hard. There aren't enough people to interview to sustain a right, podcast, right, right. you know. But it's fascinating. You know, you've always been such an entrepreneurist, you know, like you're always good at having something like you're saying, like, I'm going to these Latino black communities. I'm going to teach people how to do podcasting, whatever. I mean, it's, you, you always have something going on. Like you always have a way to to work things out, you know. It's, yeah, um, I, I mean, you're such a go getter. You're a dynamo. I don't, even, you're I don't a dynamo. yeah, I don't even know when you sleep. I don't. And this is from <laughs> when I first met you. Right, That's true. Right, I mean, right. you know, you, I annoyed the shit out of you when we well, first met. Well, only only because you had pom poms in your bag. It's like <laughs> as if you think the night is over. Then she's like, "No, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're queer. Get used to it." Yeah, you were I doing the bring it on before, and you know, burr, it's cold in here. There must be some Taurus in the atmosphere. Now who's gay? Dave just got wins. Dave. Um, and so you do agree that Bring It On is the best movie ever made? Mm. Thank you. Um, I don't know. You hesitated, which is odd because I thought we all agreed that that was. Uh, did you know that I you went? You got to watch the Rachel Dolezal uh, documentary. Oh, how is There's that? A FYI, we've all been saying her name the wrong way. It's Dolezal. Doljal? Doljal. That's ridiculous. That's I know. my friend Suzanne Fagel. We used to call her Suzanne Fagel as a joke. Or <laughs> the best example, Sarah Michelle Geller. Always go, well, actually, it's pronounced Galar. She doesn't want to be Jewish. <laughs> it's very smart, actually, if you think about it. But her that. sons completely call her out, don't they? Her sons. They're her over. Sons, They're I, over. I, Wait, I she has kids? She has yeah. two amazing, intelligent, yeah. beautiful. Embarrassed. Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. thoughtful. One of them, well, I'm, you want a spoiler? Do it. Yeah. Okay. Please, more than so at the end of the movie, one of her kids is packing up his stuff. It's the oldest one that was getting, that Isaiah, who's getting ready to go to college. Uh, and she goes, uh, so, well, when you get back from Spain, and he goes, when I get back. Oh. So he went to Spain at the end of the movie. I don't know if he's ever come wait, back. Wait, wait, hold on. Now, first of all, this is the girl that pre- kind of pretended to be black, right? Correct. Okay. And 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 she. what happened again? I remember the, the story about a year ago, I guess, this happened. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, here's what's interesting about down. the movie. The reason it went down, it just all of a sudden she was outed and her parents went on TV and said, this is our daughter. She's not black. She's white. Right. But you know why they did that is they had a PI chasing after her because- all of, she had all of her brothers and sisters were black and adopted. She was the only white kid, oh. and one of them had been molested by her white brother. Oh no! Oh. So the black daughter was like, "I'm suing you in court." So they sent a PI to out her for because they knew that the white sister that was pretending to be black took her in. Dolazar. Yeah, D- Rachel right. Dolazar took Dolazar. her in. Right. And so it's so there's definitely some weird stuff that happened in her life, which well, made her create this right. persona. And because, just, but to remind everybody, she was also she became president of the local NAACP. That's yeah, well, the that's, most hilarious thing of all. That's the thing is that that's where I think she went wrong was becoming the president. Get you know, lying about there's nooses on my front yard. They're harassing. Oh, me. They're trying to kill me. Like right. she that's went. When, uh, and right, and right. if you see the text messages she exchanged with the professor that she worked with, she was She's like, yo, what's up, indignant. bitch? It was just crazy. But she also. Like her parents were super religious. They listed her uh, next of kin, Jesus Christ. It's on her fucking birth certificate. Well, that's certificate. in a way, though. Oh. He's technically my next of kin. So, <laughs> I mean. yeah. But um, I. Who took my cat by accident to the NAACP. I meant to take her to the ASPCA, but I <laughs> but she was a black cat, so they were <laughs> so kind, and they were just like, well, this one time. But I'm not, uh, by the way, I'm not getting another cat, because we talked about it, because... Um, well, what are you doing instead? 
Yo, I'm gonna get a bitch to live with. Yo, it's like no, I <laughs> no, decided we were talking I get a about female companion, morning, maybe. Right. Or at this point, he talks just... about he talks about how he doesn't do anything on the weekends anymore because a lot of his friends are dead, which I thought was weird. Sure, they're married, or married, or dead. married it's the same or thing. Dead. And I'm same like, thing. It really is. And once I said, they have kids, it's like bye. Well, in, in LA, it's a lot different because a lot of people my age aren't married because they're in show business or whatever. So, so certainly the comics, you know, I can go down to the cellar and hang out with all those people again, but those people are crazy. <laughs> so, um, but here it's a little better. It's a little, there's a little more people to hang out with. I think a lot of little people, because people come here for their profession. And there's lots of stuff to do on the weekend. You can and go to a lot Griffith of people Park, your own you can age. go to right, LACMA, right. you can go to, you know, the there's what? so LACMA, the Los Angeles. I okay. Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> but are you dating anybody? No. But you have, you have, you, you're out there. Oh, she's made. I mean, she has gone through every man in this city. That's every, not it, true. Oh, I'm sorry. That just came out of, I just assumed. I just no, assumed. No, no. No, it's weird that you don't date anybody. I mean, you are well, no, you're ridiculously not right now, pretty. But I'm, yeah, you are ridiculously pretty. Oh, thank yeah, but you. I but I'm not I, interested in dating You had a boyfriend, right I guess, now. about a year ago, maybe. No, no, I haven't dated. I haven't had a boyfriend since 2015. No, oh, yeah. well, you were. Okay. Right, well, maybe that's what I was. That was two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah, because I remember. But here's the here's they here's, always turn out to be gay though. No, no they no they turn well, out to be alcoholics. That's right. what you tell me. Right. Yeah, I tell you. But <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, why are you dating that gay guy? I'm like, he's not but gay. He's breaking, an alcoholic. The breaking news is David is committed. If I'm not, if I'm remembering our conversation, to finding a female companion which you can tolerate and that can tolerate you to, so that you're no longer having lonely weekends. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> well, no, I, I think I'm going to cry. I, well, no, I, I think just, it's time. I mean, it is time and it is sad. But so I was just telling um, last week on the podcast, I was going out with this colored girl oh. and I took her to Staten Island and um, I which is not tolerate for a second. Well, that's, I had to ask first if it was okay to, you know, take somebody there like that. <laughs> um, it's Staten Island. I mean, I know it sounds horribly racist, but I know I was doing the right you gotta thing. Know oh, no, no, you got to know Staten gotta Island. Know. The, the restaurant we went yeah. to had a Trump party the night uh. of the election. It was, you know, so trust me if I, I know my... But I love that you had to ask Staten Island if she could come, not your girl, if she wanted to go to Staten <laughs> No, I warned her to. No. <laughs> and I said, uh, listen, it's Staten Island. It's, uh, you know... I mean, you're pretty enough, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> and that's when I realized I thought I didn't... I thought I was prejudiced... I mean, I am prejudiced, but I thought I was prejudiced against dating black girls, oh, but right. it turns out they were all the girls that I might have liked are n unattractive. Right. So it turns out the pretty black girls I got no problem with. Uh, because Jesus William Christ. introduced me. No, no, you didn't introduce me, but we met a black girl at a party many years ago, you right. and I, right. and maybe you knew her. I can't remember. I'll never forget because we. I just told him the other day, she said the greatest thing. We were sitting there, and this is before the internet and everything, and go like, um, she goes, well, I, don't, I was like, hey, you, you want the $6 million, man? Because I know how to get laid, right? I know. I know what to say. Um, you big Brady Bunch fan? You like that? Because I have all the clips on my podcast. Um, anyway, so she goes, I don't have a TV, and I'm like, you don't have a TV? What a loser. I couldn't have a TV. What do you possibly do? And she had the, I mean, there's just came up with she just goes well i read a lot i fuck a lot and i'm like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes 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 i get that right, right i get that i'm always suspicious of people that don't watch television i know so was i but then that was the right that was the right answer right well, yeah, said she said anything. I if she'd said I knitted a lot, you wouldn't. That right. would be then weird. Like, That'd be, you'd be like, no, right. you right. kill Then I'm people. like, we right. were right. She was a loser. But if you answered that, that was the only thing she could say that made everything, that made me look like a complete asshole. <laughs> right, right. 
Um, it was very brilliant. But then it turned out um, that we fooled around a little. I went back to the comedy cellar, and all the black guys knew that we had fooled around. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at the connection there. Oh, so I heard you fooled around with Patrice. And I'm like, how could you possibly know that? <laughs> that just happened like a week ago. <laughs> well, how did they know? I don't know. I she guess had she to must have told have, them. She, she must, must like have. comedians. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's great Do you story. have a television? Yeah. You watch she it, loves television. Yeah. I watch TV. Well, you work in television. Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't watch it that as much as I used to. I listen to music more now. Yeah. I remember when you were on, you used to be on that show Punt with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Because I always thought you were lying to me. And I'm like, she's not on Punk. And then I saw you on yeah, Punk. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought you were, because that seemed like a big deal. I used to watch that show all the time. And then you were like on it and you were doing all that hidden camera stuff. For a while before you did the daytime talk shows, you were all hidden camera stuff. No, no, I did the daytime talk shows. And then that- it always seems to me like you have a genre going on that you're in for a while <laughs> and then you get out. Now it's podcasting. Two years from now, it's going to be something else. I don't know. I, I, I'm just well, that's trying to. interesting, though. Maybe do you think maybe that is. She goes for the what's popular now. I'm telling you, she's very smart and she's a real yeah. go getter, like a real go getter. The kind <laughs> we've never met in our lifetimes. And I'm talking about it since the day I met her. So now we've known each other for over 20 years. Yeah. And you're still as exuberant and excited about things. And you, I, it's it's amazing because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> but you don't come off like that. No, because my, I drink a my, lot of coffee. My body and my look and my appearance gives off like this guy's tired. He's, he's done. He's seen it all. He's, yeah. all, he's, finished. he's been yeah. there. He's been around. He likes to eat. He's, uh, he's got yeah. good stories. I bet that guy's got good, good stories. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty much it. That's how I get on podcasts. Like, yeah, this guy has stories from the 80s. Right. Yeah. Do you remember the 80s? Those, those were good times. Those were good times. My, it's when my nieces are always like, God, we wish we grew up in the 80s. I'm like, you should have, because that was a fun, that was a hilarious oh, don't decade. Be that guy. The, no, don't I'm not that guy, that. but I'm oh. saying the 50s and the 80s are the most hilarious of decades. Yeah. Like nothing bad happened. The, the TV's 80s? hilarious. The costumes are hilarious. The AIDS music's happened hilarious. In the 80s. Yeah. That was the best part of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. it, it but then everybody used to say the 70s was the... No, 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 no. That was, was a horrible time. It was disgusting. And the 60s were bad and the 70s were gross and they were full of hippies, which I was afraid of. Right. But the 80s are... How can you not say they're not hilarious? The movies are hilarious. The, the, the outfits, fashion's hilarious. The fashion's hilarious. The music's, the music's hilarious. hilarious. In fact, speaking of that music, your album cover is the shit. Isn't it amazing? It's so awesome. It's like the... D- d- hungry like the, the Rio, no yeah, Rio, Rio album mm-hmm. from Duran Duran, and it's called Sharan Sharan. Is yeah. that how it would be pronounced? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, it's brilliant, and it's a picture of you, but as that lady in like the Rio. I'm a Nagel, yeah, <laughs> so awesome. Thank so you, awesome. I love the album art so much. The album art is amazing. Thank it's you, really, really. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good, clever. he has one nice thing to say. No, <laughs> oh, I have lots of nice things to say. It's just really, I mean, that was so clever. Um, Thank it's you. So int- that, and that, and when I saw that, I'm like, I want to do an album now. You know, like I swear, I was just, just do like, the album art. I just Don't wanted to do the album, album art. Yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to come at Dave just got blood and urine. That's the name of the. Uh, and then my mother's like, you are not making an album. I'm like, what do you know? It's like, what do you know? You would have made an album years ago if you actually knew what you were doing. Why don't you do an album of just you and your mom arguing? That is not a horrible idea. <laughs> I think it's a- Rhoda and I. Tuesdays with Rhoda. <laughs> Tuesdays with Rhoda. <laughs> well, that's like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like, uh, do you want to go out to eat? I guess. And we'll be like, what if me and my sister come around and we just go around your neighborhood showing that we're here? And you can show all your friends that we do come and visit sometimes. She goes, yeah, I guess that we could, could do work. that. Yeah, all right. 
But um, yeah, there's nothing funnier than having a mother named Rhoda. Number yeah, one. no, absolutely. <laughs> I think people think I'm Jewish when that uh, happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. Oh, so um, the other name I was going to call the album maybe is um, Led Zeppelin Four Side Two. Dave just got Led Zeppelin Four Side Two. <laughs> <laughs> or like I want to name them like Dave just got Thriller Two. Like I don't think anybody can. What are they going to say? Right. You know, like, first of all, they're, I can't imagine any, it's like, you're like, don't play clips on your podcast. I'm like, I dare anyone to come up and no. say, don't play that. that. That would be the best thing that happens. Like they're listening. Right. Something like a cease and desist. Right. Yeah. Make it happen. Thing. Make right. it happen. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't care less. I always play clips. I really couldn't care. And there's always and one the person like the, you that gets right. like really nervous. But then somebody might cancel your podcast. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then the clips that you play are so obscure that anybody's who's benefiting from that would be thrilled. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Right. I mean, I normally just play clips from the Brady Bunch and stuff. In fact, wait, I got But the Brady Bunch isn't you. obscure. Uh, well, not it is. To the, us. Sadly, wait to hear us, the clip but... that I play. Wait, where is it? Um... Uh, wait, here it is. This is. Is this the one? Wait, I have, I have it. I have it. I have it. I want to. Oh, wait a second. Let me get it because it's worth it. Isn't that funny that we think? I mean, the Brady Bunch is obscure. Here it is. Though. I couldn't recorded this. To people 10 years I recorded this off oh, the yeah, TV. Maybe. Is it coming through the headphones? Yeah. Oh. oh, fine. You know Randy and Hope. Hi. Listen to this. This is Linda. Hi, Mrs. Brady. Hi, Linda. She hasn't lived here too long. You just moved here? A few months ago, from Seattle. <laughs> from where, Santa? Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Why does she say Seattle like that? Seattle. That's Seattle. the kind of clips I play because I'm watching TV and I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with She says it again later. Hold oh, on. I have a lot of friends in Seattle. Okay, uh, Marsha, why don't you take the girls on upstairs and uh, Lynn and I can have a chat and uh, get better acquainted. I Also, I looked this girl up online. There's nothing about her except one thing that says, the fuck is with that girl from the Brady Bunch? It's in Seattle. It's the strangest thing. There's nothing about her. She was never in another episode. She's not even listed in the credits from what I understand. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, do you like it here? Okay, I guess. You know, leaving all my old friends, that's kind of hard. Well, I'm sure you've made a lot of new friends here. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty girl like you, you must have a lot of boyfriends. Me here or in Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with her? Who says something? And how do you get that part? And how do now, you get that job? And how did the director not stop them during the run through right, and say, don't I'm, say it like that? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, somebody must have been dating. It must have been a favor right, of Robert right. Reeves oh, or you something. Can't tell her. You because, can't tell her. Because. Sherwood Schwartz was known for getting Playboy models to be in the Playboy bunnies to be in the parts where they would date Greg or something. Um, oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they would wow. have Playboy models. Like, they, remember, these girls, were they were gorgeous that, that he would be dating and stuff like that. 60s gorgeous. Right. But, you uh-huh. know, still like, so, yeah, they were, Sherwood Schwartz and his and his son would be like, yeah, I think uh, we could have some auditions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I can get you a part. Right. I can get you a part. Which is why I'm so mad that the guy from Full House... Um, Jeff Franklin, is that his name or something like that? The guy from Full House just got... Oh, the uh, showrunner. Yeah, the showrunner. Okay, so the I know people that write on it. 
Jeff Franklin, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Well, they, the writers were the ones that got angry at him because I guess he comes in. He's like, you guys love cock, right? Woo. It's something <laughs> well, you got to tell me. Too, from what I understand, but I didn't talk about these women about it in depth, but they were actually. Oh, women. Okay. Yeah, they were women writers on the show. And when he was ousted, they invited them to come back and write on the new season. So I don't know if they had quit because of Jeff or if they were fired. And then, but then they were asked back. And so they went back to the show. But yeah, apparently he was a real. Apparently he's a kind of a monster in the sense of what he says in the writing room. However, you know, I got two. Yeah, that's a strange thing. It's his show. If that's the way he wants to be, those women should just leave. But I know how it is nowadays and stuff, and it, it's crazy. But the other thing is what this guy used to do is bring on girls he was dating and give them small parts. Now, see, I still think that's acceptable. <laughs> if you get the part, is it that horrible? If it's your show and you created it, it seems like that should be your— One of the one of the, the perks. One of the perks. Yeah. But I know I, nowadays it's just a, it's horrible, but I just— um, I think it still happens. But that's why the is thing that, with this girl, but that's why I can't figure out that girl on the Brady Bunch. Like, right, Seattle. you're saying, like, how do you not— like, Stop yeah. saying it that way. <laughs> yeah, because the director would literally go, okay, cut. Uh, listen, you got to—we're doing the—this one's for the office. Please don't say <laughs> right, Seattle right, right, like right. that. Say, don't say Seattle. What do you mean, Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> right, but we're not hearing it. We're not hearing an actress here. She seems well, to that's be. The, but how did she get to work? There's so many actresses. How does this twat that's what I'm saying. get a, a job in in a te- national television yeah, show? Yeah. Like one of the best television shows at that time. Right, well, I'm trying right. to think if that was the first season. Maybe it wasn't the shit at the time. So right. maybe they were just. You know, maybe it was Robert Reed. Like, hey, uh, my you know my daughter's a friend. She's a retard. So uh, you were allowed to use that term back then. Right. So uh, you I know, still just give use her a chance. Now. Oh, thank you. Me too. But yeah. Robert Reed. Robert Reed was a gay. He was a so, homosexual. Right. So he, oh, here we are again. <laughs> and we're back. So, so get this. You want to hear something real fucked up? This isn't even gay. This is just never getting laid in your life uh, kind of thing. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried's producer, Frank Santapadre. You know him? Why? I know that name. Yeah. Uh, he's also his co-host. He's a doll and he's amazing. I mean, I swear to God, if Gilbert didn't get him, I mean, he would be no offense to you, William, but no, I mean, no. this guy's ridiculous. He, any topic. It's amazing if you listen to Gilbert's show. He knows everything. Right. And I'm talking about like from movies from the 30s. We're the same age. And that's where I can't go. You know, I got 70s is my limit. <laughs> he's always like, but they always have like Lon Chaney's dad on, you know, or something. You know, this is the Wolfman's, you know, from the 30s. Right, like, right, right. You're, now your father, was, I mean, this is the <laughs> show it is. And then he goes, yeah, remember Gil? He was in that uh, 1950s production of The Invisible Man. You know, like he knows all this shit. So today they're having Sid and Marty Croft on. And he goes, oh my God. He goes, like, I'm asking you because I know you're like, you. Do you have any questions we can ask? I'm like, yeah. When you were doing that live production at the Hollywood Bowl, why was, was Robert Reed completely hammered? I just got to know. I know he was there to support the kids, but like I had so many. Yeah, what were you going to say? No, no. We know. We've seen that clip. You know who has that is Kevin Chamberlain on that reel. <gasps> yeah, but I right. had that clip and somebody stole it. Was it Kevin Chamberlain? No. Anyway, any cookies? No, thank more, you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Chamberlain. Of course. Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Give him half a thing. He gave him half of France. You got to take. Uh, sorry. I, um. But we know that clip. We, we know that, that clip. clip. So you know what I'm talking about. And then I also asked, was is that what had Jack Wilde like commit suicide or something? Ugh. Because they put him in the Artful Dodger outfit, which must have <laughs> killed him. And it was two sizes too small. And he's like, now Puff. And remember, he's the only human on stage, you know, right. with the puppets. And, you know, he's obviously miserable. And they put him in the Artful Dodger and they make him do Consider Yourself. And this and is I'm already like 10 boy. years later. No, if he had done Mechanical Boy, we would have we wouldn't have been the only ones to know about it. That song. In fact, that was one of my questions. Who wrote Mechanical Boy? I believe I have that song ready to go. Mechanical. I'm sure I have that one. Come on. Why does that stick out so much? Here it is. This song is fucking brilliant. 
Hi, Jimmy. Remember, the witchy, witchy poo has turned him into a mechanical boy. You can hear him walking. Right, right. What happened to you? Why are you walking that way? I'm a mechanical boy. <laughs> like a mechanical toy. See, I like the, the accent, too. It's amazing. It's like Michael Caine shit. Right. I never get hot and I'll never get cold. I never have so Hello. Like where the horns come in later, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <The Oompa Loompa. laughs> Listen to this, it's a rock and song from a show in the 60s. This is the Tower of Power. What do they call those horns? The Tower of Power. Oh, right, right, right. The Tower of Power. I never have lived, I never shall die. That's because I'm a, because I'm a, because I'm a, Oh, they have to oil them right there, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Puffin Stuff gets us a snap. And why does Puffin Stuff have like a super southern, gay Southern drawl? Well, that's another good question. Why is he wearing those white boots? And why did they decide this was the way Southern Green? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Nobody knows. Although last time I was in L.A., remember we had Mitch on. Oh, you weren't here that day. No, no, no. Um, I had Mitch Watson on who, uh, who, um, it was funny, I'd be talking about it today, uh, who is the, an animator for Batman and uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. And stuff. And, but for Hanna-Barbera? No, he works for DreamWorks. Oh, okay. Oh. So his dad worked on H.R. Puffin stuff. Oh, my God. And Land of the Lost. So he was my favorite guest of all time. I had all these <laughs> questions. He also was there, we just found this out last time, his dad was there when David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear, oh. if you remember oh, that. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's get, being sued, right? I know. I'm very upset about For that. For what? He's so handsome. Oh. Somebody got hurt. The way that he does one of the uh, <laughs> illusions in Vegas is there's all these trap doors on the stage, and he, somehow he makes the cast appear at the back of the house. Right. Somehow. So they run underneath the, uh, sta- the audience. You're and giving away up. the magic. Well, it's fine. Right. And, and one of the, that is complete. They, they Paul, remember about when it I said there was no editing? There's well, no, well here we go. I am now very we close. This <laughs> will get us kicked off Spotify. Yeah. Now you've done it. Look now what you've I've done. Ruined it. it was on NPR. <laughs> if you listen um, to NPR, you've heard this story. Well, actually, I heard there was not. Uh, that's an interesting one. I don't think I had heard. I heard sexual harassment stuff. Oh, no, it wasn't sexual harassment. He like broke a leg while he was running underneath the things because oh, somebody oh. was in the way and nobody would pay for his medical bills. So He's like, fuck you, I'm suing. Now, David Copperfield and I have been friends since we were young. Really? He was my camp counselor. Are you serious? I am totally serious. What's his real name? David Kotkins. Oh, okay. And when (laughs) I was... uh, Well, no. That's real. He's not lying. Well, the reason why I guess I remember there was two things about him. He was the counselor, so he's about five years older. And we were at a we were at a party together. You know, I was eight, and he was downstairs, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I do magic." I'm like, "Oh, you do magic? Oh, this ought to be good." <laughs> and so he's doing it. And then I guess the reason I remember is because after he performed, everybody went upstairs for ice cream, and I didn't like ice cream at the time. Now I worship it. And um, he's and then he asked me what I thought of the show and how he could improvement. And I guess. When an adult, technically somebody five years old, a teenager right. asks you, it's something that stuck in my head that this guy asked me what I thought. You know, he goes, I don't know if I'd close with the balloon axe. I don't know if that's your strength. <laughs> and then as if it couldn't get any better, the next, the, that was a Friday night on Monday on the bus to camp. He goes, you know, I saw David Friday night and all the kids were like, you hung out with the counselor. <laughs> I'm like, we were at a party together. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And he taught me a, like a nice hand rubber band magic trick too. Did so he I really? I always remember, wow. you know, and, um, 
you know, it's just like that. So it always, and then he just became so uberly famous. I guess it was that also. Why have you ever? Stuck. Have you been to the Magic Castle? Yes. I feel like you would absolutely. Do you you know would that? love the Magic there. Castle. Yeah, I've never yeah. been there. Next time you come to town, we'll have to figure out. Yeah, yeah. let's you have do to be that. invited. Mm, I don't know if I want you to go. You're no. kind of a buzzkill. I no, can get no. us four, so that you, oh, you Alex can. can come. Yeah. Oh, all right. I can get us four invites. You have to wear a suit. You have they to dress you, up. You can't let go in. That's hard to bring on the plane. Well, just buy a fucking jacket at Ross right, Dress for Less. Mm. So you're not going. How about no, this? <laughs> Why don't you ship a suit to William's place? Right. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I could totally do that. Do you that. know what the Magic Castle is? Yes, I know what it is. I've just never what been there. What is it? What is it? What is it so- if you don't if you know what it is? What is it? <laughs> do you know how many well, people committed it, it, suicide it, in that building? No. Many people. Wow, so maybe you should go. Yeah, maybe that's the place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny. But it's like it's it. like the comedy cellar, but for magicians. Which is hilarious because you get. Some... Well, did Bob McAllister ever used to play there? Uh, I don't you know. You don't know who that is? No. Well, he used to be the host of Wonderama and he was terrific. Well, he probably is in there. was a local show, I guess. Oh, so okay, guess, yeah. Uh, but he was a, he was a legendary. <laughs> like Wonderama. Well, but am what... I right? But I'm right. It's, it's, it's all different ranges of. It's all different ranges of comedy, but uh, of comedy. Magicians. I mean, of, of magicians, but uh, no, they're all experts. There's uh, no who's ranges. Who's that guy of that magicians. hangs there out there all oh, the time? Okay. They're all experts. Huh? Courtney Cox, Arquette, uh, the, the, his, her husband, uh, the ex husband, he hangs out there all the time, right? Oh, I don't or know. David I've never Arquette. seen him. David, David Arquette. Arquette. I've never seen him there. But I don't hang out there. I've only been to the Magic Castle two or three times. Paul, is that right? Were you agreeing with me? David Arquette. Yeah, okay. okay. I didn't know that. There's, there's all different, a lot of the sleight of hand, like if you're just walking through the bar and you order a cocktail, a magician right, will be holding right. a See, thing and I it's love so that fabulous. Shit, so I can't believe I haven't been there before. This is before. what I'm saying. Dave, you'd love it. And then there's, there's little theaters you But you do go. have to be invited, right? Yeah. You do. Like it's like an I mean, you get the, I mean, you get invited. It's it's not like it's a, you have to work hard to do it. Yeah, well, I know to, I know some no, magicians I think you do have to write, TV. I think you do have to work hard to get there. No. I'm just saying you. I can get us invited. But you're cute, so. No, but it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that I've worked with some of these magicians yeah, yeah, for yeah. TV shows, so I can just make a phone call. But you walk in and get and us four invites. Right. You know, Marshall Brothers. But I need song? time. But I need time. Okay. What was that? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> I just need. I'm like, who do I know? We just we just need time because I have to ask way in advance. Like, we know Dave's going to be back in June. Right. Then right, I'm right, going to call right. and say, Hey, can I have four? And we we can we can do two different ways. And do I think you... we should do it the first way. We can go there and have dinner. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Because I've done the no dinner and just cocktails and shows, and then by the end you're so fucking hungry. What's happening? Right. <laughs> what? What is this music? Oh, this music? Oh, you don't recognize it? Oh, no. It's, oh, it's from a TV show called The Magician. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I play it every other week on the podcast with Bill Bixby. Oh. <laughs> That's what I always think of when I see the- a weirdly non-sexual guy who's good-looking. Like, like he's a good-looking guy. At least as a kid growing up, I was like, wait, oh, he's cute. I wait, thought he was cute. Wait, do you hear the ending? There was something non-sexual. Wait, where do you hear the ending? This is unbelievable. This is my favorite part of the clip. Wait, it's coming up. It sounds like klezmer music. It does. <laughs> oh wait, that wasn't the good one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, he <laughs> was when he was on the Hulk. Like, oh, I, I was like, oh, he's good. a good-looking guy. And then the Hulk come on. And the Hulk wasn't very good-looking either. Like, right. No, the Hulk was. Oh, it's this one. Okay, yeah, wait. This is the, yeah, w- listen to the end of this. Uh... Oh, wait. <laughs> All of the magic you're about to see is performed without trick photography of any kind by uh-huh. Bill Bixby, the magician. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> All of the magic you're about to see. Like they like, had to say that. Not like, been well, clearly, <laughs> Bill Bixby was like, I want people to know it's me. Right. <laughs> I'm not just known for the courtship of Eddie's father. Right, right. I'm Mr. Eddie's father. That's not racist. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Bill Bixby was uh, he was very handsome. He was handsome as a, I just a young found divorced very, um, son. He looked like uh, the whole father. cast of That's Incredible. Do you remember the show? That's yeah. Incredible. Yeah, John but, Davidson. Right. Nobody on that cast was was good looking. That guy Skip was weird. Skip, 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 Skip. Oh yeah, I was going to call him Skip Skipperson. Yeah. I think it was Skip Stevenson. <laughs> um, but the, the magician, he would always leave magician cards. Wherever he would go, like it said, the magician, they would always show up. So I used to leave cards, <laughs> magician cards at people's house. I made them up and I'd leave them at my friend's house when I slept over. Like, I got your magician card. I'm like, I don't know what you're even talking about. Why would that happen? I'd leave my turntables and stuff. And just all old and everything was like, I got one on my turntable and I tried to put on a right and my next to my kiss albums. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the magician will continue in a moment. <laughs> so I've been obsessed with magicians and my favorite thing is magicians that solve crimes. So right now on ABC oh, there's the- a show called Deception. Oh, is that what it's about? Yes. And it's a horrible show and it'll never last and Paul, I'm sorry if you're on that show. But, um, I know in LA you have to be careful, but um I fucking love it because it's a magician that solves crimes. And I'm like, what this is this happening again? Who stars in it? True. I don't know, some handsome fella that uh, looks okay with a beard. Deception. Like a like a like I have an to watch unshaven it. beard. It's 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 you're you'll it sounds hate it. Terrible. It's not for women. It's just for nerds who are just if it's in this bad, fantasy I'm gonna world. love it. Is he so what kind bad. of magician? Is he a, like a rabbit in the hat kind of magician? No, no, he's David the, the, Blaine. He's sort of um, guy? no, he's a big David Copperfield. David, yeah, David Blaine kind of guy. Right. Where he does a, street magic, and it's like I'm going to no, make no, magic no. He does cool. big, big illusions. He has a team. Oh. And that's why that's why he works with the FBI now, and his team puts together like, okay, we can catch this guy in the act if we set up an entire hospital where we can have this. That's what last week's episode was. They set up an entire hospital where this guy thought he was dying, and then they had this trick, you know, uh, IV bottle that was pumping in actual air. So I don't know. Right, 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 right. And they're like, tell us what you know quickly. Or he's gonna die, you know. And they have the like the go, you know, with the shaka things or whatever. And they're all phony. They're all the people that work on his team some british girl some irish guy and some black guy so they i see so they create illusions to trap crime criminals exactly they well, hmm. do illusions to trap criminals that's exactly <laughs> right and one is better than the next but well, the second week was so unbelievable i'm like this show's never gonna make it they gotta they gotta relax they gotta relax because i want to see the show every week and it's just and his so he's got a twin brother and that's how he used to do a lot of the illusions it that opens is so with him doing dumb. his thing in vegas and then his brother but if they think it's him he's in new york and they're like like ta-da! And then somebody busted. And then his brother gets accused of murder. But there's a, a a better girl magician that's doing all this, plotting all of this. I'm telling you, it's terrific. <laughs> there's no way it can last. It's impossible. What network is it on? CBS. ABC. Oh, it oh it's no, on ABC. ABC on See, I think I think there's o'clock. these hour long procedurals that crazy shit happens and nobody's really watching. NCIS had an episode, and I don't watch NCIS, but I popped in and the scene was in a morgue where the primary characters are arguing about something they had they had a body was on the morgue the body apparently had a stomach full of cocaine or full of heroin and the, the, there's an autopsy going on they're having an argument the sister of the person of the body also has a heroin problem while they're having this conversation the sister is doing heroin out of <laughs> the, the body cavity of Ew, this well, right. that's and it, was, it was absolutely and that's the highest insane. rated show on television it was the most insane thing and I'm like no wow. people are not watching these shows if they're pulling off shit like that they are that's the highest are, rated though. show on yeah. television but I'm saying they're not watching it like to go wait a minute that is see I don't up. see that's the thing I like 
That's the funny thing. I don't watch any Law and Orders. I don't watch yeah. anything Me either. like that. I, don't even, I think I'm the only woman I know that doesn't watch Law and Order. <laughs> because I don't like any of the... I don't want to see something ripped from the headlines. I don't right, want to know. Right, so right. I watch The Flash. You know? <laughs> I watch this Deception. I watch these ridiculous shows right, that have right. nothing to do, which is what television was supposed to be. It's just like an escape. Like, right, you know, right. That's why they used to make fun of Three's Company. They're like, what do you get out of that? I'm like, hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how on a daily... I'm friends with Larry from Three's Company, Richard Klein. And on a daily basis, how excited I get being friends with him when we go have wings together. I'm like, I can't believe this was happening. Like, like it takes all my. What did you know, he do? Not to like. What did he be do like, before Three's Company? Was he nothing. a comedian? Was he, he a, was a stand-up. He's an wasn't actor. He? No, no, he was an, he's an actress. actress he like Sharon Houston. Who, oh. by the way, Sharon Houston is a terrific actress. I have nothing. And those of you who ever listen to this podcast, Sharon Houston is a great actress. Sharon Houston was. Sharon Houston is the kind of person who you can ask to be in anything, and she can play the role perfectly. I'll never forget when we did the. The, um, the forefathers thing, and you were I, so. Yeah, I was just thinking about the forefathers. What is this? It was um, this. It was the first incarnation of uh, what I do. The um, surrounded by morons. It's uh, John Adams, uh, Thomas Jefferson, and Ben Franklin trying to get the Declaration signed, but they, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson and Franklin are trying to get laid all the time, and it drives Adams insane because he just wants to get home <laughs> to his wife. And it's based on a complete true story from the book uh, John Adams by David McCullough. Yeah. Uh, but that's a really happened, good book. I've read yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. But to me, it read like a sitcom. So that's why I, <laughs> I made this you know, show. And I've been doing so many arcades. All I've ever wanted to do was John Adams. And so my whole life, I've always just wanted to play John Adams. And to not being able to achieve that, because there's no one else who's ever had that dream. <laughs> right, right. It's like, what, what, I can't achieve that? I think Hal Holbrook had. No, he didn't. No, he, did, he did Twain. Sorry. He did Twain. That it doesn't, Twain. But, but he didn't grow up saying, I can't wait to be Mark Twain one day. That's what I'm saying. So when they say, well, Paul Giamatti, I'm like, he didn't have that oh, dream. He's an Giamma- actor. Right, right. Which is even the worst part. Because I do people like say I look Adams. like Paul Giamatti. You so do not look like Paul Thank Giamatti. Thank you, Sharon. Right, you do right. not. Because <laughs> he's like, why would people really say that unattra- about you? Because they hate me. They're obviously jealous. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but Sharon played, we had this great thing because the story Where of John Adams is so boring. At the Here HBO at the HBO workspace, workspace in LA. Here on, mm-hmm. on Melrose. On yeah, Seward, yeah, Melrose. And Sharon was so. Which is now perfectly sexy and such a good actress and totally gets the comedy. Did you wear a hoop skirt? Like a big, I, I don't know, whatever you wore, it was dress great. Like yeah. fucking... So because we were, um, we, Colonial the John people. Adams uh, storyline is so boring that he loves his wife, we made him in love with this hot serving girl <laughs> who works at the bar. A wench. <laughs> yeah, a wench. I a think wench. we called her a serving yep. wench. Yep. Yep. But that was a fun, you know, I, I could have done that for the rest of my life. There's just I was, that I was show thinking alone. about Brett Paisel, too, and I'm like, I would have never oh, met right. Brett Paisel I if, I didn't, that if you didn't ask me to be in it's all your woman, shit. right? Who's Brett Paisel? I forgot about her. She's a genius. Writer, she's a one of the most brilliant comedic actresses, improvisers, writers. She's I don't remember. I don't. I just only remember now that you. She was in Match name. Game in the Match Game show that you did. The, the Match odd Game couple, parody. The, odd uh, couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Password. Uh, password. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I use Sharon all the time. If I ever have anything going on, I always call Sharon because she's reliable. She's on time, <laughs> and she's a good actress, and she's really pretty. There's like no way to lose. Well, I and mean, she's not like annoying or anything, and she gets comedy, so it's really I remember, helpful. Plus, that midget that we were working with was in love with. You. Which midget? Oh, um, he was in the play. Remember, he was like sitting on our laps, and he was yes, like, "Yes, I remember." And he's like, I... and then he made me take my top it... off, and <laughs> that was the sequel of the next week's episode. He's like, and then he tried to touch me. <laughs> remember, the midget but... kept running into the declaration all the time. No, no, That's I... why we had to keep <laughs> delaying it because the the premise was that <clears throat> we were. It was a show we did in 1974, and we were trying to keep it running until 1976 for the bicentennial. Right. So we had to come up with ways to destroy the declaration, and the midget would always either run into it with a, an announcement, or he'd drop. 
Chinese food on it or something. <laughs> Jefferson actually smoked it one year. Right. It's like there's always something each week that happens to the Declaration, but the midget was always involved. Right. And he was in love with you because well, you guys, you told me we're about the before, same height. Well, you told me the funniest thing. You said if you were one inch shorter, you'd be considered a midget by no. sack standards. By sack, like, See, yeah. If you're under 4'10", you have to register as a little person. Really? Yeah. So, they ask you so, to. But you, your hair, I, don't know if you, I, I don't know if you still wear it like this, but your hair used to be huge in a glorious way back in the 90s. And you wore well, that was the 90s. And you wore these hot boots all the time. Yeah. Too. So I never think of you as a as a, as a a person of short stature. I, I don't think either. Of you. Some I of don't. my closest friends don't realize how short I am. Yeah. And so they stand directly next to, next to me. And we're walking down the street. I never and they think go, about it ever. That's never. what Deke did. Really? Deke and I were walking down Broadway one day and he goes, oh my God, I didn't realize how tiny you were. I'm like, yeah, I'm a tiny person. But you don't read that. I mean, no, not at you all. Don't. You no. don't. People think I'm tall. I hosted but a show at El Cid last week and this guy was like, you look a lot taller on the stage. And I'm like, yeah. El Cid stole? Mm-hmm. Wow. Where's that? that? Over in it's, on, it's in yeah. Silver Lake on Sunset. Um, Where they do uh, flamenco. See, and you, it's you. you That's the writer of Don Quixote. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they don't fight windmills. They dance with the castanets. But that is the guy that wrote. Isn't his name El Cid or something? The guy that wrote Don Quixote. No. um, No. Who wrote Don Quixote? What am I thinking of? El Cid. No, I thought I that know. was the guy. Who's, I thought that was his name. It might no, be. Um, I don't think so. But yeah, if only there was. I just, I, I just, it's, I just read something <laughs> about the story of Don Quixote because they were comparing Trump to Don Quixote. Oh. Yeah, no, there was something recently about it, or maybe it was just. Yeah, a movie no, you're that, right. Something just came up about Don Quixote. I think mm-hmm. Trump mentioned it somehow. Yeah, yeah, because he thinks he's the Don Quixote, and it's like, you, you, shut the fuck up. Well, maybe he is. Didn't he go insane at the end? Oh yeah. So I guess that's a pretty good. Yeah, well, but Don Quixote was a, was a joke of a guy. Everybody, he was a joke of a guy. Yeah, we made he fun was of him. Tilting at windmills. That's yeah. the whole idea. Yeah. Huh. Oh, who wrote? Who was Don Quixote? We could Google it. Nah. I'm too no, lazy. We don't yeah. care. Don't we don't that. care. Don't We'd wanna... rather talk about the '70s. Oh, that's right. what I was going to talk about. Also, when you uh, when I was doing Artie Lang's podcast, because I have a lot of people listen to my show and listen to Artie's. And when you came on to just um, make fun of all those people that you were working with, like Bichetti and stuff like Bichetti that, Bichetti apologized. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, you apologized, right? Well, he had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Bichetti had a heart attack. I don't need. Is he still alive? Please yeah, tell me he's alive. No, he's completely alive. Okay, because I emailed him and he didn't email me back. He always emails me. He back. always emails back. He writes the way he talks. Hey Sharon, it's so, so great to see you. So, uh, 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 we, we got to do a show together. We got to do a show together. I want you to play my wife. I told I'm going to go to Howard. Ask him to give me a sitcom. You got to play my wife. I need a hot wife. Yeah, he's going to go to Howard <laughs> yeah. Stern and ask him to give him a sitcom. That's, what he, <laughs> That's what he always says. But you know, he apologized for that whole thing because it was. William, it was a shit show. This was at the improv, right? Yeah, I got what him were a you night. Doing? You were got, so funny that night, too. I got him an, a, a, a night at the improv because he's like, we can pack it. All the Audie Lang's people, Audie Lang, they love us, Howard's people. And I'm like, great, we're going to promote it on Howard. I'm like, well, let me. So I called Jamie Flam. Then Jamie talked to Mike. And she, <laughs> then Jamie called me. Jamie now runs Dynasty, Dynasty Typewriter. And he's like, he doesn't sound uh, well. And, he, and that's when you use the word retard. Yeah, you use the no. word retard. And, and he goes, I don't, he can't really write a sentence. I'm like, yeah, I know he's a little bit retarded, but he'll pack it. He's like, okay. So I thought he was going to give him a Sunday night in the lab. No, gives him a Friday night oh. in the main room. Oh. They have 20 people there. Oh. And the worst com- the worst lineup the in the history of comedy. The worst lineup in the history of comedy. And I'm hosting was it. it. Was Rumpelmeyer there? No. No, but half of the people <laughs> smelled really bad. They didn't even have any hygiene. Oh yeah, and then John and then stuttering John still mad at me. John uh, Melendez. He like wouldn't he was groping me when I brought him to the stage. Ew. And then uh the guy running sound, um um 
he was like, I do you want me to Paul? kill him? I'll kick, kick him off stage right now. And I was like, no, just let him do it. No, it's not Paul. It's Avery. Avery, who plays, he plays piano. Was and suggesting he's, it was this Oh, Paul. was it Paul? Oh, yeah. That, that was the comedy. Paul, Paul, it wasn't. <laughs> sorry, I was in a zone. I was like trying know, to I'm remember. Sorry. I'm the it's worst okay. host But was that improv No, yo, you're or? a great post, uh, host. Post, Paul, right. hello, hello. <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, do you want me to edit anything? Yeah, that thing where Sharon says post. Right. But not the part where I call somebody colored. <laughs> leave that in. Leave that, leave in. that part yeah, there. Don't worry about that. Part where I talk about hating Koreans, leave that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say hate? No. no. I like the Korean people. I just don't like this neighborhood. Yeah. It's a little dirty. It's very dirty. Yeah. That's that like coming from a New I love Yorker. the food here. I love the food. But listen, New York's disgusting. I can't I wait to leave. Uh, it's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. When I was in Las Vegas, how is it so dirty in this neighborhood? But everything doesn't smell like urine. But no, it does. It smells yeah. like a fucking. Because well, I don't think people. I think it has to do. I think it has to do with the the weather is nice. There's a lot of wind, and it's cool sometimes. Where in New York, right. it always smells like you're in during the summer when there is no relief. No yeah. relief. And the funny thing is also, I was telling. I mean, it's so funny when you complain about the weather in New York, which everybody's been doing lately, because after it's freezing the holidays, still. whatever it is, freezing, rainy, crappy. It's like you know. We don't have to put up with this. There's a place <laughs> where there's regular people like us, right. and they live the life every single day is a joy to be alive there because the sun is always shining and there's one day of rain a year. It's so funny. It can all go away. We just have to, you don't even have to come to Los Angeles. You can go to San Diego or something San like Diego that. is gorgeous. I mean, it can all be solved. It's funny. When people are complaining, I'm like, you're choosing to live here. I mean, I'm the same way, but I mean, I just can't leave because I'm afraid. So I've always look, lived in a 30 yeah. mile radius of where I've grown up. <laughs> I'm afraid to leave. I don't I think, think, I don't, I don't think you'd do well here. Shut up. Are you, you fucking, no, I don't you think fucking you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd get here and you'd I'd just. I'd be very more yeah, depressed think, than I, I could possibly imagine. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think Christ. you would be. I don't know why. I mean, I'm. It's I plus, don't think plus so. the I, relentless. I mean, I'm just speaking for me who. I'm born in New York. I'm from New York. Uh-oh, who's calling? It's oh. just a virus threat. Oh. <laughs> I was uh, surfing the internet porn but, while you came. <laughs> but the the relentlessness of the sun, like I miss weather when I'm out here. I don't at yes, all. Yes, but the relentlessness of the sun is, but when you bet go it, in bet. shade, it's cool. That's unlike New York. Yeah. If you're in the shade, it's cool here, except That's, on the really no, hot I mean, days. I'm just but saying, it's only a couple times a year. I'm just saying every day is sunny, so every day you feel as though you have to do shit. Back east, when mm-hmm. it rains, you stay in. You know, like you're inside. You don't That's have to true. do anything here. And when it when it is sunny back east, because it rains all the time, you're like, you have to go outside and do things. So you come out here with this idea hmm. that sunny days means you have to be outside and do stuff. I've gotten used to the fact, I don't care what it's like outside, the curtain can, can close and then I'm just... I'm, See, Sharon can't understand that at all. I don't understand that. But I'm from really Miami, so no, like I'm true. used to yeah. this. This yeah. is my... I mean, but you, you yeah, don't but miss I'm thunderstorms and you don't no. miss wind and... Uh. No, don't miss thunderstorms, don't miss wind, don't miss cold, don't miss any of no. I think if Dave got a job, I'm going to talk about you like you're not here. Okay, well that yes, that's I think if different. Dave got a, right. a got a, if he was writing on a show, he'll never. That'll never. No, that's happen. true. If I, I, was, I think I would be happy here if I had a job. I, yeah, he, no, it's true. It's Every true. time I've had a job yeah, here, never, I've been very up. I've been liking it here a lot. Yeah, that, that's the thing. If you if you're not working, it's very. It's depressing. a nightmare. Right, it's a nightmare. Right, yeah. Right. Especially when you're, here are, are you know, insane. the people that are my friends, they're very successful. So right. it's you know, it's extra in your face. Right. You know. Right. Right. But I suppose everybody out here has successful friends because you, you just can't really. You can't get around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't get, get around it. And it's irritating. Yeah. Sometimes it depends. But some people. I don't are, find it irritating. I find it inspiring because I feel like. See, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I just feel like, OK, then my number's coming up. My number's coming up. 
since I'm out of the game, the number isn't there anymore. But what I watch is I watch people their success builds and I don't have any, I have no skin in the game anymore. So I just watch and I'm happy for them. But we were just talking about this, like the whole gang that was out in New York last week. It's sort of like, man, they're all, they can hop on a plane and go do New York. I don't have those resources anymore. I also have a day job that keeps me local. So your day job is stupid. It's like just helping people. And and (laughs) that's dumb. You know I mean? You're not doing anything selfish. But I'm being honest. I actually felt this sort of like this. I, I was telling Sharon, I was sort of like, well, all the cool kids are out there and I don't but I my life is such that it, that's just not where I'm at right anymore and there's a little pang thank inside. goodness no I, I wanted to go too I mean yeah. I couldn't yeah, but, but that's you because also you, had stuff that you were doing here well I was but, doing yeah I was doing yeah. stuff for them yeah right Wait, for who right. are we talking about Gans and register register and Gans yeah I don't care for those cool <laughs> no I know that you guys it's so funny I I just haven't seen them in 20 years I know I didn't care one way or the other but you guys always bring them up and i'm like i i don't remember those guys at all i don't even like well they're be able personal to pick them up on a street they're personal they're friends. like so family you. really yeah. Yeah. they're personal friends with you too I'm so, that's what i'm saying oh, you're we're saying all, we're all yeah we're all we're yeah family. we're like family it's so funny i just you've been because you know this guy sometimes he talks about stuff from 20 years ago as if i'm it was yesterday I do the same thing. Well, you're always talking. Well, no, oh, no, 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 no. You know you don't. Oh, do you? Thank you. He I mentions hope not. guilty children on a that daily was, I, basis. You, I, I can't believe this guy. Every time you go somewhere, that was his improv group from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> you said that the other day, and I'm like, I rarely even I'm just think about that. I know it's just funny because I always think of because of your voice and your timber. <laughs> you're so funny, and the way you say things. So when you say guilty children, I just I, when I hear I. When I think of you, I say like guilty children. I can hear you saying guilty children. I don't know why. Do you, do you know this? No. no this why, a, nobody this knows a, it. No, there was an improv group out of Boston that I belonged with, and it happened. Tom Shalhoub was part of it. Anthony Clark was part of it, and a few others. Oh, and, I've got a great Anthony and Betsy Clark story. Salkind. Do you oh, know I Betsy love Sal- Betsy. Yeah. Oh my God, Betsy Salkind. Yeah. I have a picture with her. She got yeah. a nose job. She, <gasps> it's about time, right? <laughs> her whole, no, her whole shtick was that nose. Yeah. Wasn't it? She, oh yeah. Well, I have a picture like, with her. We have glasses together, right? She had glasses and stuff. She always wore glasses, and she. Yeah. Wore a hat that had kitty cat ears. Oh, yeah! Before mm-hmm. it's time. Yeah, no, I thought she was pussy stuff. hat before it's time. Yeah, yeah. Totally, I thought she was kind of sexy, even without the, with that huge. <laughs> okay, sh- same here. I, 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 I did really? too. No, even I thought she was pretty. Yeah, even with the huge <laughs> schnoz, I thought she was really. But she pretty. had that child's body. I have no problems with that. You know All what right. I'm talking about. <laughs> I watch Fuller, I think I watch Fuller House. Hey, yo. And I do watch every episode. And that's how we got ticked off Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> See, he is a good dog. I didn't know you did improv with those guys. I did, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I was doing stand-up and improv and then realized I wasn't, I didn't have the, 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 you know the 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 discipline and the commitment, and so I so I did what every other. I just started managing and stuff like that. But I didn't have I yeah. I didn't know that about you. I, 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 you but, but it's such a, I know. Well, that's just my point. I don't talk yeah. about it. So when you say, uh, you I know, know, it's funny because it's making you feel bad. That's the only no, no. I'm it doesn't make it. me feel bad. But when you just said, oh, you talk about the twenty. It's like I'm the nineties are so behind. I was trying to you know be outrageous on the podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> take anything illicit, I say seriously here. a response, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you getting upset about that is exciting. I know. 
One, I will say this. I will say this. I'll t- one of my so you know call and response is important in uh, in improv, and one yes, of and. Right. I know and. <laughs> so one of my I will never. This is just this is so sad that I remember this. But one of my favorite and biggest laughs that I ever got in improv. I actually remember it was making fun of me. No, it was it was we were doing or the sketch that we did was we would do Jeopardy, right? So the audience would yell out the answer, and we'd come up with the question. Great little sketch, right? It was how we ended the show, and it always killed. And, you know, you do the shows long enough, you know all the all the sh- stuff that's going to come at you. But we got one. Somebody yelled out, uvula. And my answer was, how does this, How does a dyslexic say, I love you? And it killed. One of the biggest laughs of my life. Wow. And I walked away after that. Yep, did the right thing. <laughs> did the right you thing. did the right thing, totally. It is funny, you got out of the business. Right, right. You and Steve Miller. It's fantastic. It's really fantastic. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, it's funny. I was really bad at improv, too. I'm really still no, bad No, that's at not improv. what I just said. I said I was really <laughs> improv. Oh, sorry, you're right. I, that came out the wrong way. What I meant was I wasn't very good at improv. And I remember I had one thing, like one time, right. that my sister was even like, oh, I'm so glad you got that. It was like a quail joke, you know, for the president. Oh, the vice quail. president. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. At first I went birds, and then. Yeah, so did I. And, and, and the other guys were really good, like really good. Like Jerry Lampert was in the group. Do you know that guy? He's only on the commercials and stuff like that. Somebody oh. mentioned him yesterday. That's what I thought. And Jim Giordano. That's how I met him. Oh, I love Jim. Yeah, yeah. And Mike Rice. Of course. Uh, so that we were all in the group together, and those guys were really good. Not Roy so much, but the other two guys were really good. They, they were, like, really, really good at improv, and it was obvious, and that's why I was like, I don't really belong here. Um, and they were doing a thing, and they were like, it was a, a bird, it was a plane, and then I was supposed to say it's a quail. And I remember my sister was like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, it was a quail. And they're like, ha, ha, and I'm like, ha, ha. And I, I took a bow, and I took off, just like you did. I never came back again. But there was this one kid. He died. His name was Russ Riley, and he died, and he wouldn't take care of himself. He got, like, the gout or something. He just didn't care, and he wouldn't take care of himself. It was so sad. He just wanted to die. and um, But he was so funny. He, the only bit he would do was one of the ones where you have all the objects on the table. Uh-huh. We've never seen any of these objects before, and we're going to do bits with them. And he would take any object, whether it was a, certainly a comb started that way uh, or a bottle of, uh, you know, there's uh, water or sunglasses, and he would make it a Hitler mustache every single time. <laughs> and it was funny every goddamn time. It was amazing. It was so stupid. He would do that. Or he'd pretend to be Wilford Brimley for some reason. I, that, that was his oh, bit. I hated that. It worked for me every time. I don't know why. I think he's still alive, isn't oh, he? Diabetes? Oh. Wilford Brimley? Yeah. It's kind of weird that they both might have died of the gout. No, I think he's no. still alive. But no. he always does those commercials for diabetes. Oh, why but do he you also keep ha- saying it like diabetes? Because that's how he says it. All right. It's like me saying Paul. Or, <laughs> or Paulie. Paul. Or Seattle. Paul. Seattle. Do you mean me Seattle. or Seattle? Seattle. Oh, so um, I forgot when I was out here, I forgot again. Um, the guy who played Cousin Oliver in the Brady Bunch, um, He's. we've been tweeting back and no. forth because uh, the people in my, uh, you know, who listen to this podcast know that I, that's like my, that's my, Remember when Mark Maron had Obama on? Right. This would be that for me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. And I, I forgot. Like, I was like, oh, I got to call him. Well, I wasn't sure how this was going to work. Because now I, I feel like I could bring people in here. Like, I just wasn't sure. Like, I was just like, I don't want to bring No, he asked me so many questions. I'm like, I've been there, Dave. It's a, right. it's a well, nice little conference table. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, it looks like in a shit neighborhood. I'm like, well, it kind of is, but it's a great little studio. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if these guys would be cool or not. I'm, I, I apologize. Positive. I'm the one that brought him here. It's <laughs> no, fine. 
okay. cool. No, they're really no, they're cool, very, and everybody's really nice. Well, I just wasn't positive. And you talked so like I, the last place we were at was in some pristine neighborhood. It was a shit neighborhood. Yeah, it was a shit neighborhood, but let's what was face the last it, let's do Oh, well. Oh, the, w- w- where was the last place? Was it in Koreatown? Red, red uh, no. Red Grant. Dallas. Red Grant. This a comedian, Red Oh, Grant. yeah, I know. Yes, I saw one of it. I was at his, one of his Def Jam recordings. Yeah, and it was this beautiful studio downtown that um, I had this manager, we've talked about on the show now, uh, the last time I was here, and she turned out to be a complete scam <gasps> Oh, wait, we talked about that on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So right. she, but the one thing she got me was this right. place. But now we're all questioning how that even worked but, out. But and Wiz Khalifa had been there with his crew like twelve hours before. Yeah, so the place reeked. Of oh meat. my god, I was yeah. high from the from the second. Oh, that sounds like yeah. fun. Now that would have yeah. been a hilarious guest for the Dave Jeskow show. Well, Wiz, Wiz Khalifa Khalif- would have yes. been amazing. Yeah. He's now, really you're smart. You're black. Let me ask you this. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but the guys were so nice there, oh, and, and it was just. It, it, and this, it's not offense to this studio or anything. It was just a. It, it, it was like a studio with couches, and so it was a different way of doing it. I actually prefer this, talking at a table. I like better, but everybody, was, it was much well, more Well, you relaxed. were actually, in the beginning, as I'm remembering, you were like, I don't know how, I need a yeah, table. Yeah, I was upset. And, yeah, yeah. You actually didn't But it was nice this. for the guests, in a sense. Right, and again, right. please, I'm, I'm sorry, I know this is your studio. But this is a lot closer. Remember, we were like... It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. awkward. Yeah, you were relying on the fact that we were talking through headphones right. and stuff like that. And I sense. felt like I should have had a crew with me. Yeah, like you should have had an right. entourage. Right, that I <laughs> yeah. should have had like just some... because you were in a black place. You're well, saying? no, it's just it was it it, it co- you could tell it accommodated everybody's that's true, crews. That's true. Yeah, it was, was huge. Yeah, yeah, but it was it, but it wasn't a downtown neighborhood that I guess is up and coming. I don't know. Well, well as, yeah, probably... as up and coming as Koreatown is. Yeah. Well, where was it downtown? Uh, like near, like just. I think near USC, sort of. Oh, yeah, near where the LA Mart is. Yeah, where the fashion. Well, further, further west. Further west. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, On the other side of the 10. No, on this side. Yeah. On this side of the 10. Well, no, we're not no, on the other side. On that side. Yeah. South of the 10. South of the yes, 10. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, on the that, edge of South Central. That, I totally uh, know where that is. bar yeah. that we're by here, what did you call it? The R bar. The R bar. That's a. Uh, I came here one day. It was a magical night. I was at a, it was really funny. I was Cocaine. with my friend Steve. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I was with Jordan Rubin and, uh, and me and my girlfriend at the time and Jordan and my friend Steve, we all, um, you know, Steve Charlotte, right? Yeah. How is, he do- all, how is he doing? He's doing good. He just left Ballers. So he's, oh, he did uh, leave Ballers? in transit. Oh, right copy now. that. But, um, so we went to the R bar. It was like after hours, it was like so much fun. And he goes, you know, I've lived here. 15 years and I've never been to an after hours place. And I'm like, hey, stick with me, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Like, it was, it was Our bar is like, not after hours. I was going to say, what makes Don't it, say that all, on the podcast. <laughs> it's not after hours. Yeah. What's after they hours? They close at 2 a.m. No, according to you, they do. Well, no, I've. So you're saying that they're going to be. Sorry, so you were nobody there at listens four? to this show. <laughs> Relax, <laughs> my God. You, oh, I mean, I am flattered. I thought you that said you people think listen to the show. Nobody listens to this show. All right, well, it's not an after-hours. One club. guy that tweets, and he's like, "You're probably gay. You keep talking about it so much." It's one dude. All right, it's and not an after-hours club. And my aunt Judy listens to it, and then she tells my mother but not are to you listen saying, to it. Are you saying that <laughs> wink, wink? It's not an after-hours. Yeah, that's what she's saying. Yes, got it. And I'm telling her, relax. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was very exciting, and uh, the people there right. were very nice. And but next week, it's a great li- place. Next week, their liquor license is gone. Thanks, I tell Dave. you again, <laughs> that would be terrific if that happened. That means people were actually listening. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, it's just but right the way next it is. to hipster, uh, not an after hours club is Taylor's. 
Steakhouse. Steakhouse, which is... Yeah, which I was there actually last right. time. That was interesting. I didn't like the food there at all. I thought their steaks really? were horrible, but the I like the decor of it. Where do you get your steaks in New York? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, everybody knows, I got a Wolfgang Steakhouse. That is the shit. Okay. It's, um, in fact, I'm going there next Saturday. We're doing the uh, ALS walk, and then I um, have my friends, because I do it for them, like, and then we'll be going to the steak place where you'll pay for it. <laughs> and, um, and we go to Wolfgang's, and, we, and while we're doing the walk, we always talk about the order, and like, all right, so we'll get the <laughs> we'll get the porterhouse for three, and then we're going to get the cream. Should we leave in the potatoes, the German potatoes? I think we should leave them. I mean, this is what we discuss at length for days. It's so exciting, and we just really like it. And it's right by my house, so then I can go home, because I... You know, there used to be a time where I could probably have a steak and go out. Right. Not anymore so much. <laughs> like, no, the night's like, should we get a drink somewhere? I'm like, no, I, I think it's over. I think the night's <laughs> over. But this time, Rachel uh, Feinstein and her um, fiancé are going to join us. What? Oh. Yes. She I got engaged. Sure. That's fabulous. Yes, and I keep doing the line from the Muppets t- uh, Take Manhattan movie. Nobody, Somebody's getting married. I keep doing that song. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> when Kermit and Miss Piggy got married. Hello. No. What's the matter with you people? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, she's getting married to a fire chief. Ooh. Not just a firefighter. A fire, fire chief. chief. He's in charge. Some good pension right there. Yeah, he's really Excellent nice. He's pension. very funny, but um, you know, he's just getting into the comedy world in a sense because he's not like that. So sure. um, we went to go see. We all went to go see it together, the Stephen King one, and uh, they had um, uh, previews for uh, Hall- Halloween two. Boo, you know, Medea. Yeah, oh, Medea boo, right, right? Uh, Medea Halloween. Yeah, boo, a uh, Medea Halloween, and I'm and I go, I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be amazing. I can't wait to see that. And. She told me later, he goes, he went home and he goes, is he really looking forward to seeing this? He's joking. And I'm like, I love that guy. He's like, oh, shit, that's going to be unbelievable. My friend, my my friend Bruce, because he, he's black, his white what? friends love, I know, can you believe it? His white friends love Medea movies and they know that Bruce hates them. Yeah. So he they, they're like, Bruce, we're taking you. And because they just like to watch Medea movies to watch him react right, right. to the Medea movies. I had so I wanted Medea movies to be funny, but I I don't I think they're brilliant. Yeah. I, the, the brilliance is of Tyler Perry and how he's almost like Woody Allen. How? He's got something going once a year, and then he's got the other projects. It and it's for a tailored audience. And they're all a lot terrible. Of they spend a lot of money. They're all, all terrible. The production movie, yeah. value is a nightmare. You see stands in the shots. He, but he got his his. Uh, he started doing this on stage at that theater on the Upper West Side, right? I don't know whether you're talking well, about he Manhattan. Started on the road. Medea was a road act. Right, right. and he had right. CDs out of his car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the guy's put He's in the self-made. work. made yeah. No, no, I know that, but remember there was a theater on the Upper West Side, a big theater, like the, I want to say it was like the Beacon Theater that would have these black-themed stage shows. Oh, I saw, I saw, uh, what did I see in New York? I saw um, Beauty Shop 2. Okay. Oh. At the beginning, I had to. Right, but you know what yeah, I'm talking about. If I had known town, you, yeah. I would have said, Dave, yeah. we're going to go see yeah, Beauty no, Shop I... too." I saw that, and I saw your arms too short to box with God. Oh, okay. So okay. these are, yeah. <laughs> but these are don't sh- fight these him. Are, these are very specific to like a but black it, like, that's part of the which... Chitlin. Ter- what they call there the Chitlin. There you go. Circuit. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, why yeah. they don't play movies like this anymore. Boys, I'd like you to meet your new pitcher, Amanda Wellich. 
Don't make movies like that anymore. Is that a real movie? <laughs> it's bad news bears. Oh my. They said Juice, Juice Spicks, Niggers, and Now a Girl. Oh my. Grab God. a bet. That's <laughs> Tatum O'Neill. Oh my wow. God. I don't remember that. I, are you kidding? It's what made me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest movie I'd ever seen in my life. I'm wow. like, what is, who is this guy? He's talking crazy. Yeah, they have the kids drinking beer during the thing. And, and, the and guy Walter who's Matthau, the, is, that's so and the, funny. And the guy who's in charge of the thing, he's like, you really shouldn't let your kids drink that beer. He goes, relax. <laughs> uh, on the, when I had Gilbert on the podcast, he did an amazing Walter Matthau imitation. I couldn't he possibly. Did? Yeah, it was oh, really yeah. good. He's really good at imitations. He's very talented. He is, but uh, yeah, Juice Picks, Snickers, and now a girl. That's what I'm going to name my album. <laughs> is that a good? And now a girl. And now a now right. girls. Because <laughs> technically, he got it all right. That's the echelon of uh, show business. That's yeah. what's yeah. happening, yeah. and in politics, yeah. what's we just got to yeah. get the girl part now. Yeah, well, you will. It'll come with time. I mean, yeah. we haven't had a Jewish president though, have we? Well, we. Uh, oh, we. No. Uh, wait, let me uh, see if I can do it. I. Uh, I can't get it right. This is. <laughs> I love Richard Nixon as a guy. Oh, Henry Kissinger. Kissinger. Right. This is why I wanted him to date my mom because uh, he was he lives in the city. He lives by me a little bit, and um, he was. Uh, I but wanted he's him still to still married. No, I think they got divorced, or she died. No, I think she show, I saw her Are at the sure? state dinner the other night. Rhoda, I this, uh, know you would enjoy if we went to the state dinner. <laughs> what Richard Nixon did with China, you should be embarrassed. I'm doing it more like the Dracula. Right <laughs> it sounds but, more like uh, Dracula, yeah, for sure. You no, know, it is what it is. I guess, um, oh no, this isn't what I want to, I think, um, oh no, I'm going to go with this today. That's our end theme today. I rip oh. off everything. This is the police. It is. It is. Synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Sharon Houston, thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> Are you um, promoting anything? Uh, sure. My podcast, Daytime Justice, on iTunes, Libsyn, on everything. Uh, the latest episode is with Greg Barrett on Monday night or uh, Monday afternoon. I have an interview with one of the producers of The Kitten Bowl. Oh. kind of oh, amazing. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I love The Kitten Bowl. I love The Kitten Bowl. Except for the fact that they're just a ripoff of The Puppy Bowl, so it kind of makes me yeah, upset. Yeah, but Beth but Stern's it, like, behind yes, it. Yes, I know. No, is she part of The Kitten Bowl or is she part of the other Kitten, kitten Bowl? Because there's a second one. No, the kitten. No, there's a kitty oh, halftime show. The kitty show. halftime show by Bessel. Uh, yeah, by the, the, no, the this is an cleaners. actual kitten bowl. Is on Hallmark Channel. Yeah, as a Hallmark, right, right. Wow, and yeah. they still air it on Super Bowl Sundays. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, because they were only doing the kitty halftime show during the Puppy Bowl. So I had I was betting on the Puppy Bowl for a while because I and I won huge on the Schnauzer that made a, a field goal <laughs> from like a much further away than you could possibly imagine. They have a couple. Is there of an actual on. book on the on the Puppy Bowl? Sometimes there oh used God. to be. Now I think the guys realized that it wasn't live. <laughs> oh, so, um, it's not live. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah it's uh, but it took them a while to figure it out. Actually, that's I mean, hilarious. You know. It took me a while to figure it out. Yeah. I thought it was live. I know. I was trying to be one of the refs. I really wanted to be. I, I wanted, wanted to be a ref too. I wanted to be a, pa- a painted audience member. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when they had the the doggy uh, the, the the tailgate cam? Oh, also, I love the tailgate cam. <laughs> it was very smart, and I watched it even this year. I mean, I love it every year. It's amazing. They have puppies on Kitten Bowl, but they're like in a they're they're the Sideshow, just like with every oh, puppy okay, bowl, the way the okay. kittens are. Like they had the Jimmy Kibble uh, show <laughs> <laughs> with the fucking dog. They do have the greatest. Names. Adorable. I can't yeah. believe you're you're interviewing the producer. That's exciting for yeah, me. Yeah, very see, exciting. See, now that is a guest 
that I would enjoy very much. It fits in my wheelhouse of shows. <laughs> yeah, listen, whenever you're out here and you want to get weird, produ- people that produce weird things, I can help you. Hello. Oh, yeah. There you well, go. I would like that. Yeah. Well, you've technically produced this show because you got the location. So right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I made you guys put your phones on silent. There you go. Well, I always have my phone on and silent. And I almost but... cried. Yeah. So, so that's perfect. a really good, we really well-produced show. We had an emotional had, moment. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, that's all I asked for. I asked for the emotion, the comedy. And apparently, I only talked about the 90s. See? And the seventies. So Wait, I want everyone to watch my web series, Bob and Donna. It's Bob at Bob underscore and underscore Donna on that. Instagram. Don't you go to Detroit? Oh. In that? No, we're from Detroit. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're going to shoot another season in Vegas. Oh, I soon. read about like this. It's so funny. Who's William. your cohort on that? Oh, uh, Randy Eisenberg. He's a yeah, yeah, he's a promo oh, producer a Jewish at CBS. Fella. Jewish fellow, of course. Sure, sure. Uh, we did. We made it because we were depressed when Trump won, and he had an old Trump, Trump wig that he won. <laughs> Sorry, I do that all the time. I can't help myself. I got a problem. I've been out. Uh, That's hysterical. Sorry. But Randy Eisenberg has another character that he does. I used to do that through 9-11 all the time. No, I don't think so. Else. Every time I go by the World Trade Center, it's all, I'm like, what happened here? Oh, my. I've been out of town for... I do that every time. I can't help it. It's like Tourette's. That's hysterical. Every time I drive by. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is there a line? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny every time for me. I don't know. But I'm sorry, what were you saying about that? That's the it. Everybody watch Bob and Donna. Everybody listen to Daytime Justice and um that's and everybody it. love. And everybody Sharon download Houston. Sharon's album, Sharon Sharon. Sharon Sharon. Sharon Sharon. But see, I but you want might them to hate buy the Dave album because it. your cover art's so fucking Just awesome. Just buy the cover art. Oh, yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's, I'd write a handwritten note. You gave me note. the CD. I love it. I love it. I've had it around my house for a long time. I just absolutely did you, Didn't love I give you a pin, too? No, that's the thing. We always talked about that. You did not I've give me the pin. I've got them in my bag. I've got them in my bag. We have them on our fridge. Yeah. 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 But thank you, William, again. Thank you so much. What a lovely time it's been in Los Angeles. And Sharon, thank you. Paul, thank you for your. Uh, a, a wonderful uh, producing today. Everything sounds crisp and lovely. And we'll see you next time on the Lifefly with Dave Jessica. Good night, everybody.